Three, two, one, play. Welcome everyone, this is Soda Can Ashtray, and we are here with the original creators, Joshua Dwayne Smith and Adam Miley. We're just going to hear and sit here and talk to you for a little bit about random things and just talk about life. I hate to let you know, man. I used to use my alter ego last name. Alter ego? Yeah, Miley was just the name I used on Facebook for the longest time because I didn't want people to know my real last name. Oh. My real last name's Hardwick. Well, I'm sorry, guys. It's Adam Hardwick. Yeah, that's all good. I'm on probation. The state has my fingerprints. Uh, they get my piss every month, so hell, it don't matter no more. Yeah, Adam is a little bit of a badass. He got in trouble a couple years back, so he's fucked up with the law. Can't carry guns and shit, but I carry them for him, so fuck you guys if you know that. <laughs> hell yeah. Fuck them. But we've just been sitting here chilling in the car, powdering our nose, you know, doing our thing. But we just want to ask, how do you guys feel today? We want God to bless your day, your feelings, and whatever you need to do to get what you want. And that's love. Uh, you know, some people, they're going to fucking, they're going to be like, well, how can you do cocaine? Alright, we're back. We had a little, uh mishappen happened but we're still good on here in the track and we're still rolling but we want to ask adam something how do you feel about the government adam i mean i don't necessarily trust them or like them but they don't necessarily like or trust me either so i guess the feeling is probably mutual mm -hmm. but all i know is to them i'm not even a piss ant i'm just a fucking speck of dust to them mm -hmm. i can agree but I think the government tries to help out people because if we did not work, they will be fucked and not know how to tax their money, how to get things certain ways and how to do things. But everything that's happening around with COVID and everything like that, I think they have to pay us with those stimulus checks yeah. just to keep mm -hmm. us from working so we can make more money for them. So it's like binary, which means it's like one person another person the code in the middle and it just runs it straight line pretty much for forever or how long you want it to run oh yeah yep it's just if we all didn't work and they'd be to the point where they would put us to work and it would pretty much become like communism yeah but i seen this one thing on youtube they were talking about how this uh, senator, somebody that ran for government, president, something like that, some form of office, and he was saying how we need to give everybody checks every month oh, to just help. Gang. Yeah, just to help in poverty. You're a good, you're a good person, man. That's pretty cool how you knew that. But yeah, like we don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But the first person to pass it in America was a Republican. And, you know, Republicans hate to give out money, yep. but they see that it could be an ally, so to, so to speak, in the ways that we can be helped out more and be more productive as a society and not have poor people out here begging for food, stealing, doing whatever they have to do just to make by, make a way in life. And that's pretty much a good thing. I see it as being a very different thing but i see it as being very very positive because i love those damn checks hell give me free money fuck you guys 
it's yeah. crazy. It's funny you had said that about them handing that out so people didn't have to go like steal or anything. Because while I was in jail, I was talking politics with uh, my cellmate, and he had actually told me that in the state of Tennessee, one out of three people have have either been in some some form of incarceration or they are incarcerated. I can't remember exactly which one he said, but that makes sense to me because out of three people, one of them has probably been arrested in their life. Like, if you put me in a row of the people that I went to high school with, I might be one of the only ones that's actually been to jail multiple times and I'm on probation right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, Adam, because whole bunch of niggas in jail and in san quentin they be fucking oh yeah yeah it's it's fucking it's absolutely nuts man in the even in the jail i was in i never actually went to prison prison i just went to a like, county jail for well a couple times one time was for pretty much a month and a half the first time i ever got arrested i was, it was only for like 24 hours because i bonded myself out and the last time was only a week because well, I just had to get some things situated. But on Friday nights and Saturday nights, whenever the guards were doing their shift change and we get some pretty cool ones to come in, we would all write our names down on pieces of paper, especially the new guys. The new guys had to do it. And we'd put them in a little sack and shake them up, and we would draw two names out, and they would go in the showers and fight for two minutes. It was called fight night. It was on Fridays or Saturdays, depending on what guards come in. Damn, that sounds like some high school bullshit. I remember one time in high school, this dude would always pick on people, and I just hated that. I was like, what the fuck, motherfucker? Why are you doing this shit picking on people? He was like, meet me in the bathroom so I can beat your ass. I was like, all right, bro. So we go in there in the bathroom, and I'm just like, fuck it. We go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. He starts hitting me in the he starts hitting me in the face and shit, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I grab one of his punches and, like, judo trip him. Down to the ground, I start punching him in the face. And then uh, he grabs, he like gets up and he grabs me, he pushes me, and my head hits, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the towel roller. And the towel roller, the part that my ear hit, it was so sharp that it pierced my ear all the way through front and back. It looks like I got a bridge uh, Jesus. piercing. On, on the back of my ear, it healed the front, but not the back. I'm not really mad about it, but I beat that dude's ass, bro, for fucking with people. I hated that shit. And then at the end of the fight, the principal walked in, and he was sitting there uh, in the trash can, and I had told the principal he had just failed and walked out. Fuck him. Piece of shit. Yeah, see, it was never that easy for me in high school because they already knew what was going on. But then again, I got expelled my freshman year and came back halfway through my junior year from an alternative school. So anytime trouble trouble was happening and I was around, I always was the one to get in trouble for it. Because they already knew I was that guy. Mm. Even if I didn't do it, I still got in trouble for it. Guys, we're thinking about making a YouTube podcast called Soda Can Ashtray. We're going to make a YouTube channel and try to have some more people talk to us and do some interesting things. We're going to be up there, man. We're going to be real hot in the next couple years, I feel. So just stay tuned and keep track, and we'll just holler at you guys, all right? I feel like at the same time, 
we we pretty much came up with the name soda can ashtray whenever I could still smoke pot and we were just smoking a blunt using a soda can as an ashtray and you'd you know you'd ask like what would we call it and I was like well fuck it let's call it soda can ashtray but I was just sitting here thinking like we could you know make an acronym for it kind of like you know how they have LLL and LMAO yeah well soda can ashtray S C A T we would call it scat which mm. I think is kind of cool so if we ever started the thing on youtube we would just have all capitals scat and then you know, we'd probably come up with something else pretty witty that seems pretty interesting we just like bouncing ideas off each other we're really good friends man we've been <clears throat> friends it feels like all our lives but we've only known each other for a couple years maybe like four or five but hell who's counting man we always have fun together and we go down it goes down when we're together and I just now recently moved back to this side of town where I could hang out and stuff like that because I've been, at first I was living over in the southern part of this town and then I moved to the west side for just a little while and that went to hell real quick. So, you know, fuck the west side. Yeah, east side, get the money if you ever heard that. Absolutely. So guys, I've been going to church recently. I got baptized it was a really great thing but now that i've gotten baptized i talked to the preacher he was like you need to go to church more to feel like like when you get baptized as a christian there's supposed to be you're supposed to be overcome with a change to go to church more do the right things all that stuff but i just don't feel it man after i got baptized i was just like well fuck it bro i feel like i'm good with my god and no one can tell me if I'm not good or if I'm bad, because I feel like he's a real being and he'll save your ass out of some bullshit. If you get into it, I promise you that you can even ask Adam. Yeah, I was tell him about that one time you prayed and it really came true when we were talking earlier. Yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty shitty on my part for me to like have prayed for this, but it was the last time that I went to jail. There was a mix up that I had a public defender, which is like a court appointed lawyer. And I'd already paid for this lady, and you're really not supposed to pay for him, but I had the money to pay for her, and I thought it would actually help me out a lot paying for it, so I already did that. And everything was going good the first two court dates, and on the third court date, uh, she had given me a piece of paper telling me when to be there, what time, and I did that. But when I showed up on that date, it turned out that she had actually gave me the wrong client's court date. She gave me another guy, and... I had already had a uh, a warrant for failure to appear for missing court because apparently I was 10 days late. And being 10 days late, I looked like I was on the run, so they arrested me there. And I was sitting in the jail for about a week, and I was trying to explain this whenever I was going to my arraignment for the failure to appear. And... The night before, I was just like, I'm so tired of this. Like, I, I, this was a little bit before Halloween, and I really wanted to be out of jail by Halloween. And I just finally, I guess, broke down and was sitting there on my bunk that night, and I just prayed. I just was like, if I can get out of jail, I was like, I'll do a lot of things different. And the very next day, they came in. I thought they were just bringing trays in or mail. 
and they called my name and two other people, and I got released that day. Nobody knew I was getting out of jail, so I had to walk from this one town. Like, I, I never even got arrested in my hometown. I had to walk from a place called Sevierville all the way back to Knoxville, walking down the interstate in the pouring rain. And when I got arrested, I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt, so that's what I got released from jail in. I didn't have a cell phone with me, and I didn't have my wallet with me. And it was fucking freezing. But I would rather have been frozen walking down the road than to have been sitting in that jail. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Oh yeah, getting out of jail is definitely cool. It is. So Adam, what were we talking about again? Well, you saw my like testimonials and all that. Like why you were believing why why I would necessarily believe there's a God and all that, like considering I used to be a Satanist or a Levian Satanist, I should say. I, I didn't believe there was anything. I just believed in doing good for myself. But as of the last year, everything really changed a lot for me. Because I'd um, got put on probation and I couldn't smoke uh, weed anymore. So I never really wanted to be sober. So I resorted to doing harder drugs that would be out of my system fairly quickly. Uh, the one that I had the most problems with being heroin and fentanyl. Specifically fentanyl isolated by itself because that's what I had always preferred to buy because it was cheaper the high was better and you only needed a little bit but I remember one time when I was 19 as I'm 20 now um, I'd actually did some throughout the day and I was staying at a hotel with my girlfriend because she wasn't allowed to come to the house that I was living at at that point in time so, you know, I was hiding it from her that I was doing it, and I went in the bathroom and did a line of it, and came out of the bathroom and showed her a song on my phone, and she had fell asleep while the song was playing, and the next thing I know, I'm getting a bucket of ice water poured on my face, and apparently, after she had fell asleep, I had overdosed and fell out dead in the floor, and she found me after she woke up. And she said that I was probably dead for about 30 minutes. Now, there's one reason that I I know it's true because she had a timer set. And the other thing is usually if there's no oxygen to your brain in three minutes, you're brain dead after that. Well, I was dead for at least 32 minutes. And I came back just fine. Was that the same day I went to go see you no, at that hotel? Probably a week later. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to share my testimony with you guys. Like, I know for a 100% fact there is some type of being that we, we can communicate with to have a better time, to be in love with yourself, to walk around in life and truly be phenomenally phenomenal phenomenably happy i can't even say that right now i'm too crazy but here's my testimony i got saved when i was a little kid at trinity chapel i'll never forget that day 
they were talking about Jesus. And I was just like, they were telling me stories about him. And I didn't know any of the stories. It was just a quick synapse. But I didn't know any of the stories. And they were telling me how he can save people. And you can live forever in heaven. I was like, I want a piece of that. So I was just like, uh, can you guys uh, help me to be saved? And they were like, yeah, I got saved. Felt good. Years and years go by. I read the Bible sometimes, you know, feel bad, read it, feel happy, read it, feel good, read it. Anytime, you know, I just wanted to read it to learn more about Jesus Christ, God, the Holy Spirit. And that was my thing. Like, I would read it so much. I will be like, I want to try to explain things to people like God so they understand what I'm talking about. That's how deep I was in the Bible. And every word I didn't know, I would write it down, look it up, realize that some words, it's like, um, I can't really think of a specific word, but some words in the Bible are just so pure that it labels your joy, your hate, your pain everything in one sentence or one word and it's a really good thing how he portrays everything puts everything together and it's amazing but what i really want to tell you guys is um i was on drugs when i was like 18 19 never been addicted to anything but i would do them all the time never knew how i didn't get addicted i do a shitload of drugs and still not be pill sick or nothing like that but one day, my friend talked me into doing a Xanax, and I was just like, fuck, I really don't want to do a goddamn Xanax. We've been doing drugs for weeks and weeks straight. I just wanted to have an hour of me not doing drugs. So I did it anyway. Walked upstairs, felt like the shittiest person you could ever feel in your life. I felt like I had down myself felt like i wasn't a normal person like i couldn't get along with things how they were going and i just felt like shit so i was like god if you're truly real this doesn't make no sense though show me evil show me death i asked that i prayed for that for about a month straight because i was just so depressed wanting to see if god was truly real so he could take me out the situation that I was truly in and one day I was just I was at work sleeping in the work truck like normal because you know I don't like to work but I'll be at work and they t they tell me I work good <laughs> but hell I just stand there you know what I mean and I fell asleep and before I felt asleep I leaned back in the bucket truck put my arms out like Jesus in the cross like straight out on the bucket truck relaxing i was like god show me evil show me death instantly i heard this noise sounded like the most evilest thing you could ever hear in your possible life like you know when it grunted or made some sort of sound that that bitch was fucking evil and it's gonna tear your ass a new hole or some shit's gonna fuck you up and it came up behind me but I didn't see it or anything, but it was like, before before the evil thing cracked out, I prayed for it. It was like, I felt something invisible come out behind me, and it felt like something was on a throne. But I, I labeled that as God, but I didn't know it was God at first. And 
he like made a noise and then the demon cracked out. That's what I label as. That's a, just the most evilest motherfucker I've ever encountered in my whole entire life. Knew it was evil. It uh, it was in the sky behind me. I could feel it. It zoomed to my body and grabbed me. And as soon as it latched on, I felt the most terriblest heat, pain you could ever feel in your whole entire life ever possible imaginable as soon as it locked on and i was screaming as loud as i possibly could in my dream in my head in my vision whatever the fuck you want to call it it was terrible i was screaming so loud i was like i gotta black out or something i never blacked out nothing ever happened it was truly painful it was like someone took a blowtorch to my ear and just set me the fuck on fire and just lit me up with gasoline and some diesel fuel, and just blew me the fuck up, but I was screaming so loud, I was like, I need to hear something else besides myself to see if I'm by myself, so I listened, blocked my, my yelling out, and I could hear souls in like a, in like a cylinder on the inside of the cylinder, and it was like at least a hundred thousand, maybe a million people in that cylinder yelling just like I was, so I broke down, literally. I just prayed. I prayed to God. I was like, please. I said the Lord's Prayer. Got done with it. The fire intensified after I, after I quit praying. I blacked out. Then I went to a dream. You know, it's crazy. Is some people... Probably, I'm still going. Oh. And then I blacked out into a dream. Now, what the dream was, was my old roommate... And he had said that, he told me to pick something up like this treasure box. I picked up the treasure box, was walking, dropped it. He told me to pick it up. I looked down. There's all kinds of board games, bullshit like that in there. I put them up. Then I wake up again. And he's like a farmer on the stage. And then I wake up. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And my uh, my co-worker's tapping me on the shoulder like, hey, man, you want to go get some food? I was like, fuck. This is crazy as hell. I didn't talk for like maybe a day. And that was one of the craziest experiences I've ever had in my life with something that's above par to make you think that there is a God. There is something real supernatural that you can't you can't comprehend. And I believe that it's there. It's around us. It's watching us. It loves us. Other things hate us. They want to destroy us. And. I feel like there's always a good side that always wins no matter what and controls everything. Because I don't see you, I don't see it as, well, I seen life like this one time. I was like, okay, I'm in my dad's nuts. No offense. How does that sperm become a person and all the other lives die and it's just one sperm or maybe like four or five, maybe you have triplets or quadruplets, whatever the fuck happens. Um, I'm like, how does that, that random scenario, and then you get made. How the fuck does that happen? There has to be something controlling everything to make it seem like it's a better thing to do or it's just right. So I believe that's right. And another story I have to tell you. Okay, guys, this is going to sound insane, but I felt the most pleasurablest feeling you could ever feel in your entire life like better than sex better than any kind of drugs 
Better than drugs I'm on now. Better than anything you could fucking possibly totally feel in your whole life. And I'll tell you a story in a second. So, like I said, I went to work. Like, I work all the time. I used to work all the time. I don't work anymore. Saved up my money. Put it in the stock market. But what you, what I did was I used to help this guy work out all the time for baseball. Because, you know, I played football. I was in shape. I looked good. Everybody wanted me to work out with them. You know, some type of personal trainer in my younger years but never got paid for it i just work out with people you know get bigger and stronger and ripped and all that shit but he asked me to work out with him worked out with him probably two three months he got real strong he got real strong we got strong together it was really good competition we compete with each other and everything like that with the weights get super swole but i had went to sleep in a work truck again this is same same thing i don't know if it's a dream or something no this time it was a dream I went to sleep. I'd seen my co-worker. I call him Ken, but I don't want to say no names to make it seem weird. And he was like speaking. It was a white light in the background. And he's sitting there holding his hands together, praying. I'm like, why is this dude praying? What's going on? And he starts speaking in weird languages and tongues and shit. That's what I call in church. Something that you can't interpret is probably a different tongue than what you normally speak. Because the Holy Spirit comes to you. And it proves itself throughout itself and throughout other people. Because we're all a spirit and we're all a reflection of God. And he shows his reflection upon himself. So he's happy and we're happy. And he knows he's doing the right thing by being perfect all the time. So the white backdrop light. Ken laying down there praying with his hands together, class, speaking in tongues. And I'm sitting there listening I'm like, what the fuck is he saying? Like all, all kinds of weird shit. And I just hone in on it with my mind. And he starts speaking English. And he's like, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for Josh. He helped me out so much. I actually get to play baseball on a team. And this is the best day ever of my life. And I was like, what? I was like, God? And then it was like, boom. It fucking hit me, dude. I felt it was like melted gold, spiritual fucking Tinkerbell flakes or some shit. It came into my body, enveloped me all around my body, and made me feel so fucking good. I was like, what is happening to me? Like, I felt so good. Like, I was going to die or something. Like, that shit was never going to last. I was like, what is happening to me? And then, like... This gold light came around my head and was buzzing like like a blowtorch on something. Like around my head, and I was just like, what is going on? Then I woke up and that was it. I was like, fuck, I'm hooked, man. Ain't nothing better than Jesus Christ and God. I know he's everywhere. Got anything to say, Mr. Uh Hardwick? Hard dicks? Just playing this playing. So. Nah, that's all good. I used to hear that all the time in high school. <laughs> but no, I, I completely believe your story and you know there's a lot of people out there that'll be like oh there's no way there's no way and you know what for those people that don't believe it i feel bad for them because they're gonna have a so-called coming to jesus moment an epiphany where they will believe that mm -hmm. and mine was how many times i fucking overdosed and died and still managed to come back every time without narcan and sometimes i would be by myself when it would happen and i always you know thought you know I didn't just get lucky and come back. Someone brought me back. Hell yeah. 
There's always a message with the messenger. But I got to tell you another story, guys. Uh, I had a near-death experience when I was about mm, 18 or 19. Well, what I did was I used to sell illegal drugs. And I had met up with somebody. Or I told him to come to my house. And my partner's house was next door. That's where he was supposed to go. But he knew where I lived. So he came to my house. I was like, what the fuck? Nobody comes to my house for shit i was like fuck that i don't sell drugs like that and motherfucker came to my house told me he had the money i seen it it was only a hundred dollars wrapped up in a card like an id or something i was like man bro you're gonna have to come with some more money and that i'm about to go get my boys and he was like fuck you man go get your boys i'll walk back there go got my dude my dude uh stood up to him he pulled out a gun Hit him with the hit him with the gun, backhanded him with the gun, or hit him in the face with the gun, but gun butted him. And he was like, Give me all your shit, bro. Give me all your dope. Give me all your fucking shit. I'm gonna blow his goddamn brains out. And I'm sitting there in the backyard and I can hear him yelling. Cause I stayed there because he was just like, Okay, bro, I'm gonna come out here, talk to this dude, fuck him up for you. But I want you to have my back. If anything goes down, he gave me this 22 rifle. It's a small caliber gun. You know, you can hit shit. Probably not kill anything. Probably bullet bounce around. Maybe fuck you up, but I don't think much will happen to you. And it was a 22 rifle with no bullets. I don't know where the fuck our bullets went. We had so many bullets scattered around this room. Couldn't find one. I was like, damn, it's meant to be. So I'm sitting there holding the pistol in the backyard. Here screaming, fighting, cussing, all this shit. I walk out there. And he's sitting there gun butt my friend, pointing him towards the house, had the gun pointed to the back of his head. I pull out the pistol, the uh 22 rifle, and I'm just like, I'll shoot you, motherfucker. And that motherfucker points his uh Glock or whatever the hell he had. It was nighttime, I don't know what he had. He pointed at me. I seen tunnel vision. Like I like when I used to play football, when I did kickoffs, I would get so nervous that I would literally have tunnel vision. And everything will be like a fucked up TV all speckled. Every every little square was speckled, shaped black and white, turning around. And, I, and you know, I catch the ball and run. But when that happened, I felt pleasure. Like, I was just like, if he's going to shoot me, I'm prepared to die. And I'm happy with my life. I'm trying to save my friend. And all this good shit's going to happen to me. I know I'm doing right. And that motherfucker just ran off. I should have been dead at 18, guys. No lie. Don't know why he ran off or anything. I didn't have no bullets. Couldn't shoot him. But if I did have a bullet, I would have shot that motherfucker in the head and probably been in jail for the rest of my life. Shit. I don't know. I feel like you might have been able to beat the charge. But like you said, everything definitely happens for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, we got to tell you about our ambiance right now. We have birds chirping. We've been up all night, and we're watching the sunrise right now as we speak. It's a beautiful scene. Yep. I got off work at 5 o'clock in the morning. I got to be back at 2 in the afternoon to finish up. It's like 7 o'clock now, and you could say it's been a pretty good morning. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Probably the best morning I've had in a long time. Like like triple, like XX Tassion said, cocaine for my breakfast. Grip that pistol ambidextrous. And if that nigga talk pussy, I'll put him on a stretcher. Hell yeah. Rest in peace, X. Rest in peace, DMX. 
Yeah, man, he died of a heart attack or some complications from it or something. Rest in peace, X. We're all misunderstood at the end of the day, but we still try and put good on this world, all and each and every one of us. We might not admit it to ourselves, but we feel those good forces fucking with us all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially when you have guilt or doubt, you know you did the wrong thing, so that's always good. But, Adam, anything you want to bring up before we wrap up the podcast or anything? Mm, not off the top of my head, but it does feel good knowing that I live around here again, that I'll definitely be doing these podcasts with you a lot more often. And considering that, well, I actually never did one with you, but I helped come up with the idea and the name for it. Hell yeah. We should have an acronym, but we should put something below it that says Soda Can Ashtray so they know what we're talking about. Yeah. If you can actually put that up on YouTube, I don't know. I'm not really good with technology. I'm a nerd, though, but it doesn't make sense how I'm not good with technology. Been around it my whole life, but I don't even know how to fucking use a computer. I had to take remedial college classes just to learn how to use the fucking computer and use Word. Hardest shit ever, but... Hell, you got to use it to be in college, boys. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I heard about this one thing that's kind of trippy. Um, Like, have you seen machinery? Like, we have machinery, right? And some, some parts of our machinery has uh, uh, AI. I don't know what AI stands for, but it's intelligence. Some type of form of intelligence that a machine has. Artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's what it's called. And what they're doing right now is they're pushing the machinery to factories, to fast food places, anywhere that they can get in and get ahead of. They put them there because they're saying people fuck up too much and the machinery will do the job perfect every time like a fucking robot. Man, they got moving robots doing backflips and shit, but... That's kind of scary for the economy because if those machinery and everything, the AI, takes over the workforce, what do we do? Are we in a utopia world where the government gives us money like we said? Or are we just fucked and there's poor people running around everywhere killing motherfuckers for $20? We don't know. And that's just something I just wanted to bring up. What? How do you feel about that, Adam? Well, when you think about it, obviously it will be taking away certain jobs like... So, like, say they have it to where it cooks hamburgers at McDonald's. Well, obviously, somebody's going to lose their job cooking that hamburger, but it's also going to create another job for the upkeep of the the uh, robot itself. Oh, I never thought about that. That sounds very interesting. And there's still going to be times but where... But you, don't you think you would have to take some type of technical course well, yeah, to yeah. know how to work that computer? There's always going to be someone that has to have an education to do it, but I feel like at the same time... That where that that right there solves one person's job, that they'll just find another job for that person. Like there's certain things that a machine just will not be able to do perfectly. Like when someone asks for, let's say, light mayonnaise or pickles on the side or something like that. So there's there's going to be upsides to it. There's going to be downsides to it, but there's always going to be a medium as well. Yeah, I can feel that. But Elon Musk. I heard, I was watching an interview about Elon Musk, the world's richest person, and he was saying how you're basically fucked. AI's going to take over everything in the next 50 years, and we got to figure out how 
to a either work with it or get fucked by it so i'm just warning you guys you might want to invest in technology tesla or go to college and figure out some type of crazy job that only people can really do and i'm just trying to help you guys out because you know i made my money and i want other people to make money too maybe we'll have another podcast about how people can truly make money and be self-sustaining and know that they can spend money without worrying about losing everything they ever had by going week to week to checks we want to save those checks we want to multiply our money we want to have two sources of income maybe even three we want to have um what you would call a multiple gross base income something i just now made up and you want to just keep that money for hard times good times bad times but mostly just for yourself to be productive and not procrastinate on your life choices and what you truly need to come up with and do in your life. And you'll feel that when you start making money. You'll start seeing how you change. Everybody changes when they start making money. They might not say it, but they really do. Oh yeah, like a friend of mine that I had went and bonded him out of jail, his girlfriend had called me begging for me to get him out of jail. And this was a point in time where I didn't really have a whole lot of money, but I think I had $150 to my name, and that's exactly what his bond was. So I went and got him back, got him out of jail, and I didn't ask him to pay me back whatsoever. Well, I told him he didn't have to pay me back immediately, but I did warn him to at least pay me back. He could do it in increments or all at once. It just depends on how it was going for him. And he had multiple opportunities to do this. I got him jobs and everything, and finally after it had been a year since i got him out of jail i'd finally ask him for some of the money and after i'd started asking him about it he would never send me a text back he would just completely go ghost and i know he has the money because he's told me he has at least three thousand dollars saved up just to go find an apartment and i told him i was like well i don't want to take you know a big chunk of your apartment money i was like so how about you just give me fifty dollars every time you get your next paycheck and after three three times paying me, you know, you'll have me paid off. And instead of doing that, he just wants to block me, go ghost, and not communicate whatsoever with a person that he's known since second grade and a person that's bought him food, put him in motel rooms when he didn't have anywhere to go. Just completely writes me off like I was nothing. But mm. that just shows me his character. Mm. He's a girl in character and be very mature, but I know the guy personally told me, you know, he has mental issues. And I remember one time I seen him and it's been like maybe three or four months since I seen him and I seen his arms and I was like, what the fuck? Bruises, cuts all down his arms. I'm like, what the fuck happened to you? Who beat your ass? He's like, bro, I got depressed, man. I got anger issues. I was like. Oh my God, do you need help bad more than most people really need? He needs someone to literally sit him down and talk to him for like two weeks about what troubles him, his issues, his anger, everything. Because he doesn't take anything for it and he's to the point where that motherfucker needs to take something. Seriously. I've been there before, man. Like, There's nothing wrong with taking some type of medication to help you out, but then again... The medication can kill you. I've heard about that. But, you know, that's the risk you have to take. 
to be healthy and happy. Because everybody in life wants to be happy, but it's a choice. It's not something that you can necessarily demand every five seconds, but you know when you're happy, bro. And you know when there's something wrong with you. Go seek out a superior, an elder, someone, a brother, someone that can truly lay you down and help you out, fix you up, and do the right things by you. That's always a good thing to have. And it's always smart to keep people in your corner that's always going to keep you safe and productive. Point blank, period. And see, I would have done that for him. And I still would to this day if he would only reach out. Mm. Pay that nigga back. I'm going to wax that ass, bro. Mm -hmm. Don't get fucked up. Guess I'm going to put old Tuk Tuk on you. Put old D-Boy on you. Put them niggas on you. Mm. I feel so good right now starting this podcast back up, guys. We're going to make so much more content. Maybe even be on YouTube in like a month or two, maybe a year. And we're going to get everything fucking official with a whistle. Official like a referee with a whistle. You know what I'm talking about? Man, those birds just sound really good. Mm-hmm. It's very relaxing. Adam, what is one of the strongest drugs you've ever done or one of the hardest drugs that you know about that can fuck you up really bad if you don't know what the fuck you're doing? I would definitely say heroin or fentanyl because I used, I had at one point sold heroin and I would see the, what it would do to the people when they would come to get it from me. And I got bored one day and decided to try it. And it made me so sick the very first time I ever tried it. It tasted horrible. And I just remember throwing up for most of that day. And I was like, I will never do this again. And then I remember I got bored again. And I just, you know, tried it again. But eventually, the guy that I was getting it from had got arrested. So I wasn't able to ever really get it to sell again. So I stopped doing it. And eventually I ran into somebody that told me that they could get me just pure fentanyl. And at first, I said, oh, hell no, that's the shit that kills you. But uh, once I got put on the, the probation, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to give this a shot. So I started doing it, and I'd actually fucked up and did it for two weeks straight in small increments, not realizing that that was, you know, going to cause me to have a, a habit to it and be addicted so when I didn't have it, I got very sick. And it was, fentanyl is, is a drug that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy because it's so, so strong, it can kill you, and you'll still sit there and want to do it. Hmm. It's insanely crazy because it takes such a little amount to kill you. But I got to the point where I could do a big amount of it, and it would not kill me. But if I gave somebody the amount that I do, it would probably kill them. Mm. It's such a hit and miss drug. Mm. Adam, you know what? Speaking of heroin, I'll tell you about this one time. You you were there, but I want to tell the audience. Um, I had been doing cocaine since about uh, probably three, 
in the morning when it's like black outside, like three in the morning, start doing coke. And then probably around five, my five p.m. My boys got off of work. They came down to see me. A couple girls and shit were just chilling. Didn't share it with them. They were just sitting there doing my hair and shit. I'd go back in the back room every five minutes, snort me a line. And I heard a knock on the door. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Open the door. It's my boy Drew. I'm like, nigga, I ain't seen him in like two days. I'll be over at his house all damn time. But uh, he's like, yo, bro, come hang out. We come chill. I'm like, come inside, bro. We got bitches. You know, they're doing my hair. I'm doing coke. They don't know. And my boy Drew, but I love him to death. Rest in peace to Drew. But he used to do drugs all the time with me. And I was like, I know he has some. So we sitting there in the bathroom. I'm like, what you got, bro? He's like, dude, I got some H. I'm like, bro, I've been doing coke all day. I can't be doing that. And he had broke out. Before that, he had broke up this big fat ass line. I'm like, ugh. I think I might die on this if I do this line. And I'm like, bro, I've been doing coke all day. He's like, what the fuck? He cut that line in half, gave me the line. I did it. Probably five minutes later, I'm sitting there chilling with the girls, talking to them. I look at one of them like the H just hit and I, I like close my eyes and go down. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Never felt a feeling like that in my life. And it's called a speedball. I don't like speedballing. I'm just going to put that out there. I always knew I'd be bad at it and I try to refrain from it. But I really didn't think about it when I was with my friend. I just did it just to do it, just to experiment because I was having fun, had my own house balling, you know what I'm saying? Just looking to get in the shit every day because I didn't have nothing to do and as soon as that shit hit probably 20 minutes later I'm sitting there in the front door in the garden puking my fucking guts out worst experience I ever had did way 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 too much heroin and cocaine and three hours later my boy Adam gets off of work he comes hollers at me at the house me and him are roommates and he's like bro what the fuck's going on he's like my my grandma came outside and was just like, thought that there was a big ass party outside that someone just kept puking every five minutes. I'm like, nah, bro, that's fucking me. I'm fucked up. And he had seen me get up off the couch after puking, come inside, had lines broke up, did a line, ran back outside and started puking. I was like, the stupidest decision you can ever make. But I was like, fuck this. I'm gonna get fucked up on coke. Been doing it all day. Fuck it. And. He had literally, Adam had literally taken the coke from me. But this is what we did. We had an arrangement. We traded. I traded some weed for some fucking cocaine. And we're sitting there. I got weed. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to sleep. Woke up the next day. He had done the coke that night. I was like, damn, I wish he would save me in line. But that shit fucked me up, bro. I thought I almost OD'd. I was so dehydrated. For like a week, I was dehydrated. I was like, god damn, I need to quit. But that's just another story to tell. I got like a thousand of them. You're gonna hear them all eventually. Soda can ashtray. You see, that's that's actually like really similar to the first time that I ever tried heroin. Is it made me so 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 sick because I think I I don't know if I did too much or if it's just something about the first time that you try that shit that it always makes you sick. But you would think that a drug that would make you sick like that the very first time you try it that you wouldn't you know ever try it again. Mm. But it's crazy because some people never try it again, and there was people like me that were like, fuck it, I'm going to try it again.
Adam, have you ever been in love? Yeah, a few times. Mm. But you, I, I learned that you can't be as uh, you can't be as generous with love. The older you get, the older you get, you kind of have to be almost stingy with it. Like, for instance, I was in a relationship with a girl for damn near eight years. Just for eight her. years, goddamn, that's a long time. Oh yeah, and first got with her in middle school and of course we'd have our little like fights or whatever and we did break up a few times but it was never really anything long term or serious but because me and her pretty much figured that we'd be together forever well it, everything was going good up until i'd started going to jail and the last time i went to jail she had told me that she just wasn't happy anymore and that she had also apparently cheated on me four days prior and you know it finally told me about it and i pretty much knew in the back of my mind that something wasn't right because of the way she was acting those you know those couple days after and we i broke up with her then never got back with her and uh i still lived at the house with her for a little while while i was getting situated to move somewhere else and during that point in time, I'd met a, well, I can't say I met another girl, because I'd already knew this girl from working at a, a gas station with her prior, and her husband at the time was a real piece of shit. He would beat on her and call her names and all kinds of shit, used her, used her paycheck for his drugs and shit like that. And I actually remember one time she was leaving work while I was still there, and uh, I watched her get in the car, and he had swung at her and hit her in the head with his fist, closed fist, and I think I was doing amphetamines at the time, maybe cocaine, I can't remember which one I was on, but all I know is I, you know, I got really, really angry saying that, because I'd always liked the girl. So, I came outside with a pistol that I had in my waistband, completely ready to shoot this guy in the parking lot of this gas station that I worked at, while I was at work in my work outfit on camera. Just not even thinking about it. That's that's how that's just how angry I was when I seen him do that. Luckily, I came to my senses. I didn't kill him. I remember trying to pistol whip him, and he just got in the car and he left. But fast forward to after me and the girl I was with long term had broke up and I got out of jail, I'd started talking to the girl from the gas station again. You know, seeing how she was and everything because I hadn't heard from her and. Well, damn near a year. And I remember I was getting ready to go to the bar one night with a friend of mine. And she had actually sent me a text saying, hey, I need to tell you something. But I don't want it to ruin our friendship. And I asked her, I was like, well, what is it? I thought she was going to ask me to, like, sell her some drugs or something like that. Because, well, that's what I used to be known for is be like a one-stop shop. But she'd actually told me that she's like, you know, I kind of have feelings for you. I always like how protective you were over me. You were always really nice to me. She's like, but I don't want to ruin the friendship or anything if you find that weird. Man, I'd already been drinking somewhat, but we were getting ready to go to the bar. Well, that text had actually, like, surprised me so much because I liked the girl for, you know, the same amount of time as well. That I just told my friend that, oh man, something came up. I can't go to the bar with you tonight. So I could go back in the house and call her on the phone and talk to her all night long. And that was probably around 
November, late November, early December of 2020, and I'm still with her to this day. And the uh, crazy part is she is 29, and I am 20, but the way our birthdays work, she is actually 10 years and a month older than me, I, be mm. I believe, but I know she's at least 10 years older than me. And she's a lot cooler than any of these females out here that are my age. But yeah, yeah, to answer your question, have I ever been in love? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So the thing about... The thing about soda can ashtray is whenever I whenever we were coming up with this idea, I just kind of thought it would be something cool to do on the side. But the more I sit around and think about it, I feel like it could actually be turned into something that's that would be really beneficial to certain people. Like we could have a like a, a post on Facebook for people to ask questions, and then we'll talk about those questions that they ask. Some of them, at least, if we get enough people to actually comment things like I have a vast knowledge of drugs and just other crazy shit and Josh over here is well he's educated so he knows about a lot of other shit that I don't know about so there's a very 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 wide spec uh, spectrum. spectrum yeah spectrum so there's a lot of things that could get answered, a lot of questions that could be asked. And about seven months from now, I will finally be able to smoke weed again. And I kind of want to do that for the first time on this podcast. So you guys can hear how I uh, start talking then. Bro, I don't know where my wallet is. I think it was literally just sitting. No, it's right there. No. Can't be losing the wallet. No.